So when you get in the kayak, I want you to pretend that you're getting, you're wearing a very tight skirt and you're getting into a sports car. See, every woman here goes, yep, got it. Hey guys, I'm Carrie Klein. And I'm Ezra David Romero. This is Outdoorsy, a podcast from Valley Public Radio. We take you to wild places in Central California and introduce you to the people who explore them. So Carrie, this summer I've been on the river a lot, floating, some kayaking, and well, a lot of sunbathing. I went on a wine cruise last week during my honeymoon in Eureka. Does that count? No, not quite, but thanks for making me super jealous. Actually, rivers around here have been amazing. They've been really high the past few months because of the record snowfall in the Sierra this winter. That's generally a good thing, but is made for some dangerous conditions. Yeah, and earlier in the season, local authorities even closed rivers like the Kings and Kern to swimmers and boaters. A number of people in the valley drowned because fast-moving water can be so dangerous. This caution took a toll on rental industries like whitewater rafting. But now that flows have slowed and the season is looking to be extra long this year, this episode will focus on two sports— whitewater rafting and kayaking. In this episode, we'll travel deep into the Kern River Valley and learn how to whitewater raft on what's known to be a mean set of rapids. Plus, we'll go on a group kayaking trip on the San Joaquin River and learn what kind of gear you'll need to take up the sport. First, whitewater rafting. There are so many options. You can find rafting companies along the Kings, the Cahuilla, and the Kern Rivers. To find out more about this sport, I found a guy who grew up on the water. Meet Matt Volpert. He owns Kern River Outfitters deep in the hills of Kern County. I love showing people the outdoors. I love seeing that excitement. I also love how there's like not a sense of being out of control, but you know, you got a guide. You're not on a roller coaster by any means. It is exhilarating. It's hard. It's a lot of fun. Uh, and people really enjoy it. It's here near Lake Isabella, where Matt and his crews take thousands of adventure junkies on rafting trips on the Kern River. For wild rides, Matt says he takes trips above Lake Isabella and below the dam for a bit tamer trips. The water runs faster and harsher above the lake. It is close to L.A., so you have that big population base. It's a big whitewater river. Uh, We've got terrific access, meaning if we want Class 5, we can do it in 15 minutes, like drive to it. If you want a Class 2 mellow section, we have that as well. If you're looking for a multi-day, we have that. And it's all right here. Um, In other rivers, you might have to drive you know, hours to get to that access, where here we have it all right in town uh, or just south of Lake Isabella. Um, And it runs a long time because we have Isabella Lake that is a regulated flow, meaning we can have rafting well into August and in a year like this into uh, September. This is my first time whitewater rafting. And before we launch out onto the water, Matt and the other river guide on the trip give me the lowdown on what I need to know. Here's river guide Ana de Santo. The first thing you need to know about rivers, like the most important thing, um, is if you are outside of the boat on your own personal whitewater adventure, swimming in the water, uh, you never want your feet to be down. Um, that's rule number one. Uh, never let your feet drop below your body. Always keep them above. Uh, whether you're in swimmer's position, which is when you're floating down the river, uh, looking down the river, keeping your feet in front of you like this, or you're swimming aggressively with your feet kicking behind you. For that, I kind of like to think of sea otters floating in the ocean with their paws and feet sticking up out of the water. Yeah, you just keep your feet right straight up, right in front of you, out of the water. After that, she says the most important things to remember while on a rafting trip are to listen for the guide's rowing commands. 
Um, what's going to happen is Anna will be front right, you'll be front left, and I will be back left, essentially navigating the boat. Um, in terms of commands, I've got three very basic commands, and then we'll get into more advanced maneuvering uh, as we float downriver. Uh, the three commands I have are forward paddle, back paddle, and stop. The three of us are on a giant gray inflatable raft floating down the Kern River below the dam. We're about to pass through an area called Horseshoe. It's a set of rapids, and yes, it looks treacherous. The sound of the audio got a little jumbled as water splashed the GoPro. Matt is saying row once, and then row twice, over and over again. Fun. That was sweet. Is that yeah. Matt says beginners always go out with a guide and should test the sport on a couple hour day trip like this one. On a guided trip, they'll provide all the equipment, life jackets, the boat, helmet, and a lunch. All you have to bring is water, sunglasses, a hat, clothes that can get wet, water shoes or sandals, and sunscreen. His trips range from $160 for a quick trip to about $400 for two days. Matt says if you really want to get into the sport, he advises joining a club or finding a friend who has a boat. Later, if you're still really into it, then he advises on buying a raft and gear, which can cost thousands of dollars. If you're thinking about it, getting into rafting as a private boater, as we call them, you probably want to make sure you love it before you drop that on, on a boat and then realize you're not really into it. There's raft rental companies out there. Um, this year, to be honest, I don't think very many people were renting boats just because with the high water, they didn't want uh, the risk of their equipment getting ruined or lost, um, but they're out there. Or on Craigslist, too, you can find stuff occasionally. So how has the high water affected his business this summer? Matt says five years of drought forced him to close up shop in 2014 and 2015. And this year, after newspapers published articles about the deaths on the Kern River, his business immediately slowed. Matt claims these deaths were caused by people using the river irresponsibly. Stilly says the record rain and snow are a nice reprieve from years of bad weather. He expects the season to go well into September and maybe even into October. The beautiful snowpack that we had, um, that is measured um, to compare to other years in terms of a percentage of the April 1 average. This year we clocked in at 248% of normal. I think we had a year that clocked in in 2015 at like 5% of normal. Rafting just didn't happen then. This year we came in on, in on the other scale of that, you know, well over 200%, and that equates to a, a longer uh, rafting season. In the 27 years his family's operated on the Kern River, he says there have been zero deaths on their trips. This sort of assured me that we'd live as Matt guides us down one particularly long set of rapids. That's awesome. That was sweet. Okay, Ezra, so that sounds pretty fun, but I admit I'm not all that interested in a thrill ride. I'm more of a kayak girl. Are there many opportunities for that around here? Yeah, totally. It's a relatively easy sport to get into because you can rent a kayak at places like Millerton or Shaver Lake for less than 100 bucks. My buddies and I often bring our kayaks out to the lake, but rivers work for that too. I found a group that leads trips down the San Joaquin River just outside of Fresno. 
Sharon Weaver with the San Joaquin River Parkway and Trust says the river here is perfect for beginners. When the River Parkway Trust first started back in 1988, um, people realized that the best way to get people excited about protecting the river is to actually get people out on the river so that people can see how beautiful this resource is and just how wonderful it is that we have this resource right in our own backyard. And we wanted to get people out on the river so that they would care about it and want to protect it. Like the whitewater rafters on the Kern River, the Parkway started their kayak and canoe program late this summer because of record flows due to floodwater releases from Millerton Lake. Weaver was concerned about safety. Now that the river has calmed down, the kayak and canoe program is back up and running. The trips cost 30 to $45, depending on length. Today, river guide Anita Lodge is leading a group of 10 first-timers down the San Joaquin River at a place called Owl's Hollow. Okay, come on down. Have a seat. Do you want to take that backpack off? No, it's good. Okay. It just gives me more padding since I'm short. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. I'm going to give you a shove. Just paddle on. Nope. Anita says the requirements for kayaking are pretty much the same as whitewater rafting. You'll need a kayak, an oar with a paddle on each end, a life jacket, snacks, and water. The more dangerous the kayak trip, the more safety equipment a kayaker will need. A helmet, goggles, elbow pads. She has very few rules about kayaking, just that you always wear your life jacket. Make sure your paddle fully submerges as you row, and if you flip out, Keep your feet up. Okay, so when you're holding your oar, you want this long part to be on the top. And you want it to curve back. I want you to hold your arms so they're about a, like at a 45 degree angle when you hold it over your head. So when you're paddling, you're going to reach all the way as far out as you can, pulling back and pushing forward at the same time. Using your whole arm, you're going to get a lot of power and a lot of strength. She says a kayaking trip like this is the perfect starting point for a beginner. I wasn't going to go out today, but they had an extra kayak, so Anita launched me out for a quick turn on the water. She met me out there after giving me her final tip. It seems like my most tips, most problem we have in tipping the kayak is when you get in it right here. So when you get in the kayak, I want you to pretend that you're, getting, you're wearing a very tight skirt and you're getting into a sports car. See, every woman here goes, yep, okay, got it. Guys. Bottom goes in first, you sit down, and then you put your feet in there. That's great. It's such a good visual. I immediately know what to do. You know what? Not everyone knew what to do, so it took some learning, even for me. You know, on each of these tours, there are two guides and plenty of places to stop and jump into the water. Both Anita and Sharon have been kayaking for years. Sharon says if someone wants to really get into the sport, she suggests a kayak in the $700 range made specifically for rivers, but also can be used on the lake. Kayaks can be as inexpensive as $100 or as expensive as a couple thousand dollars. My old lake kayak costs 200 bucks. For a beginner, it's great to look at these sit-on-top varieties because they're very easy to maneuver, easy to paddle, they're pretty light and easy to carry around. People that are really interested in fishing from a kayak, there are all kinds of kayaks that are um, pre-set up with fishing gear and fishing rod holders and things like that. So for a basic entry-level kayak like the ones we use for our tour, you might pay $500, $600. Um, it's pretty inexpensive in terms of your equipment costs to get into kayaking. You've got to buy your kayak, your life jacket, your paddle, and you're pretty much good to go. Sharon says lake kayaks are usually a bit shorter and have a hard time with fast-moving water. 
One time I brought a short kayak out on the San Joaquin and I kept flipping over in the rapids, whereas my friends in Long River kayaks had no problem at all. For a full kit, kayak, life jacket, and oar, she says expect to spend about $800 to $1,000. Sharon says the kayak and canoe program on the San Joaquin River exists because she wanted to educate people about the river. We also really want people to understand how to enjoy the river safely. Um, every year, you know, we have experiences where people get in trouble on the river because they underestimate the force of moving water. And so it's really important to us that we give people good skills so that um, they understand, you know, what, what they're getting into when they get out onto moving water. Because it is very different when you're in a moving water environment than a still water environment. She says this nature corridor on the edge of Fresno is a perfect escape from the bustle of city life. Her organization advocates for the river and is working on establishing a 22-mile trail along its banks. And that's today's show. Check out the website for information about where you can whitewater raft and kayak in the Central Valley. Share your photos on a river near you on our Instagram or Twitter. We're Outdoorsy Pod on both. Our editor is Jill Moore, and we had engineering help from Don Weaver. Our music is by Kevin McLeod and Ben Sound. Stay tuned for future shows when we visit other wild places and interview the people who love them. For Outdoorsy, I'm Carrie Klein. And I'm Ezra David Romero. Thanks for listening.